Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, guys. Today, we're going to be talking about Um, the different vocations that we find ourselves in as pastor's wives. And honestly, all of these should pretty much apply to any Christian gal out there. So the idea of vocation, the way I've kind of always looked at it, it was actually an older pastor's wife who helped me think through this. Um, She kind of said, draw two lanes on a piece of paper, one lane of things that God has put in your way. And then one lane of things that maybe you are trying to figure out if you have put in your way, but shouldn't be there. Hmm. And that's been very, very helpful for me for um, decision-making as a paradigm throughout ministry. Cause I can kind of take on more than is necessary at times. Yeah. Um, having kids has really helped me pare back a lot in, in good ways, not in bad ways, but Anyway, so today, Jordan and I are just going to kind of share the way we've come up with different um, vocations or priorities for ourselves, and maybe this would give you guys some ideas for maybe things that you need to take off your plate, things you should put on your plate, goals you want to make for yourself, that sort of stuff. So so uh, the Shepherd's Crook did this, a similar episode. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. Right. And um, it was called like the five callings or something like that, or five churches. So if you want to ping that over to your husband, if that would be helpful for him. But the ones that we came up with for a pastor's wife, your first calling, we can kind of break these down. I'll just kind of tell you what they are and then we'll break them down afterwards. Mine are a little bit different from you too, because I think my idea of vocation is a little bit different. Okay. Maybe. Okay, so mine that I have down are um, your first priority, God slash your Christian walk. Um, Second priority, husband. Third priority, mother. Fourth priority, home. And fifth priority, outward overflow ministry. Mm, So Lexi, what was yours? I know yours yours were similar. Yeah, so mine, I base them specifically on how much time they take in my week. Oh, okay, Okay, gotcha. they're kind of the same thing. But the reason I say that is because if someone out there is trying to figure out their vocations, they may be in a season of of taking care of an older parent. So one of their vocations may not be as much time per se on hospitality. It may be more on caretaking. Yeah. So, um, so for me, my first is obviously Christian. Second is wife. Third is parent. Fourth is homemaker. Fifth is teacher. And then I have church member, which for me, that would be like the overflow. Where am I? um, Like, where am I serving in the church? Okay, cool. Realizing that all those other ways are also ways to serve in the church. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. So your teacher one, what does that involve? Is that like whenever you are like literally teaching a class somewhere? Oh, no, no, no. So for, for me, that means at least 15 hours a week part-time job is spent teaching my kids at home. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, so that's like something schooling like and in, stuff like that. Correct. Right. And I have that just under mother. Okay. Gotcha. I was going to say, I'm sorry. I, I overthink this a lot, but part of why I have mother as a separate category again is in my schedule. Okay. I need times to be professionally 
on the clock as teacher. Yeah, and then there's times smart. where I need to be mentally off the clock so I can be mom who is making a bowl of popcorn with my kids and going to a pumpkin patch. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I Sorry. can't like that, so, honestly. Yeah, it's just, it's really helped me. It's helped me mentally be more clarified so that I can be more present in these callings that God has given to me. Yeah. So now do you, this is just a side note, but do uh you block off like a certain time of day that you school? Uh, I would be wise to do so. I mean, I do. um, Most of our schooling is just done in the morning because I, by the afternoon, I'm just brain dead. If I have to do something, I will. I really, really wish. um, And by the way, a lot of these resources have come to me from Misty Winkler's class, Simplified Organization. She recommends having a block of time in your day where you are just doing school and you're not worried about chores and you're not worried about like cooking dinner or anything else like that, which I see the benefit of that because mentally, if you're worried about pasta on the stove, you're going to be more frustrated with the kid in their mouth. Yes. Yes. So that's totally true. Cause I'm always like, here's a worksheet. I'm going to go wipe the counters off. Yeah. But then like we both get frustrated about the worksheet because I'm over wiping the counters off. So yeah, Um, I feel like I'm just barely surviving since this is my final trimester. Yeah. Um, and I, I really am just kind of setting myself up for January. We're going to kind of re-implement a lot of this structure in school, but yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Let's break these down. So first, um, priority God and our Christian walk. Um, so basically under this one, I have our Bible reading and our prayer, like literally our, our times Mm. cultivating our walk with the Lord and our time giving him our first and best. And then all of our other priorities or our vocations flow from the central identity of Christian woman, Christ for me, Christ in me. All my other four things that I'm doing overflow from what I'm doing in my number one. So mm-hmm. my yep. time in the word, my time praying, my time um, considering what God says about me, that affects the kind of wife, mother, homemaker, and ministry giver <laughs> that I mm-hmm. am. Yep. Do you have anything else for that one? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, I, so the way I've defined mine is just kind of the goals. The idea is that I would revisit these vocations once every six weeks and kind of make new goals or see areas that God's growing me in. So as I read these, these are just the things that in the last year I've been working on. But um, mine says, Christian, I am an obedient, joyful, brave, interested Christian. And then my goals under there are that I would review my prayers daily and that I would smile more often so that my family looks at my joy in Christ instead of my frustrated face. <laughs> I love that. So, I love um, that so much. When I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so good. Just being oh mindful of like the kind of face that I have on towards my children so that they see what Christ has done for me has made me joyful and not the, the housework is more frustrating to me than the good news. Yeah. Yeah. I said that kind of so, weird, but I do agree I with I mean. like all of your descriptions under there. I just, for me, I struggle more with remembering to pray than I do with Bible reading. So I have that on there as a prompt for you need to grow in this area of your vocation as a Christian. Pray more. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And then second, we both had, um, a husband, our husband as our priority, mm-hmm. our second priority. Um, this is just like your wifely duties, your vows that you gave to your <laughs> husband being a blessing to him. Um, we're one flesh with our husband and not with our children, which is 
huge, a huge thing to think about that we, we are one flesh that the Bible says that we are one flesh with him and that we Mm. have made vows to be a blessing to him. And, um, and that is not the, not with our kids. So sometimes I feel like we can easily put our kids as a higher priority than our husband, just because sometimes they're more needy and loud. (laughs) Yes, they are. (laughs) So anyway, and I get that from Ephesians 5 and also Genesis 1 is why mm-hmm. I consider my husband to be my second priority. Mm. Now, say your little prompt that you have under husband. So, I love all your prompts. <laughs> Mine says, I am a joyful, respectful, honoring, congenial, sexual, brave wife. <laughs> I like it. And I, I, I have to be honest, when I was coming up with this one, I told Brian, I just said, I didn't ask him what areas would you like me to grow in, but I just said, what do you think are the top priorities that a wife should be focusing on? So he helped me come up with these. (laughs) Um, And then the goals that I had under here was that I will have a smile on when my husband walks in the door from work and that I will give no complaints or reports on our day until after dinner. That's a good idea. Both of those of which I'm sucking at currently. (laughs) But that's such a good idea though. That's just such a good thing to aspire towards so that whenever your husband first gets home, it's not an automatic blah word vomit. I will say something I've had to learn to do a lot recently is if I really do have a struggle during the day, don't wait to talk to him about it at home. Call him. If your husband can answer the phone, Brian most of the time can answer the phone, mm-hmm. call him, have, get his advice, have him troubleshoot with you. More often than not, when he comes home at the end of the day and asks me how the day was, I have an awesome praise report for him because I was working through the problems instead of like not talking about it and then bottling it up and exploding when he does get home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I frequently call Jared and I'm like, how should I handle this? <laughs> Yes. So, yeah, that's good. That's good advice. And then third, um, I have mother. So this includes teaching our children and also discipleship of our children, discipline, obviously. Um, and, you know, I, I always really like a Proverbs 31. The family has clothes before the others, the others, the merchants, before she takes the clothes to the merchants, the family. Mm. Clothes. Um, oh, that's good. And she sees her priorities um, as her, in her home and not just her business. Her business doesn't have her heart. Um, the merchant ships don't have her heart. Her husband, mm. family at home is first clothed. And then also Deuteronomy 5, um, just teaching and discipling our children. Mm. And then yeah. I, also have, I also wrote down here, I just think it's really cool that Lois and Eunice are mentioned. Timothy's oh, yeah. um, mother and grandmother that Paul... Um, Paul notices the work of the mother and grandmother in, in his life and just how cool that is. I love that. So yeah, that's the part on, that's what I have under mother being mindful of our teaching and discipleship of our kids. So mine says I am a faith filled, present, steadfast, responsive, thankful parent. Specifically, I had put responsive in there because I realized that I was being reactionary instead mm. of responsive. And that meant I was being like angry instead of patiently having to work through issues with my kids, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's so okay. that, um, that kind of informed the goals I wrote, which was I will put my phone away between all meals of the day. I realized I was distracted on my phone, which was making me annoyed if they needed me. How... And then the next one was, I will pause and count to 10 before responding to my children when they are emotional. 
Yeah. So I'm glad that I'm revisiting these because I need to revisit these. (laughs) That's good. So, so when do you use your phone in the day? Like before breakfast and after dinner, I'm, I'm guessing is what that means. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not as good at this as I used to be. Like when I first was feeling all motivated and had to write these. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's what I try to do. Like my binging on any social media or reading or Twitter or any of that mm-hmm. stuff comes uh, usually before they're up, which I don't often get to before they're up. Mm-hmm. So I just wait until they're napping or just in the evenings if if they're like all playing and Brian's doing something and I have a little time to catch up on my phone, that's when I will. But I try not to do it between, um, between those times. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That's smart. Um, number four, I have homemaker or home as a priority. This for me includes hospitality, um, being mm. busy at home, taking care of the home. I once, actually, I want to ask you a, a crazy question to see what mm-hmm. you can think about. Um, I once asked a group of, um, ladies in a Bible study, do you think that it is sin to have a continually dirty home? (laughs) (laughs) Like that's just your normal or because you're in a season that you No, no, just normal Uh, seasons happen. Seasons happen. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Like, or a not, I don't know if dirty is the right word, but like just not taking care of home. It reminds me, I've, I've heard about this from different cultures, but the specific example I'm thinking of right now is the Dutch people in the time of the Reformation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm reading a book right now that's called An Embarrassment of Riches, I think, but I think I've also heard of this in um, like Muslim context. When Christianity comes in, one of the biggest differences that people always observe is the houses are clean. Hmm. And... Um, I even remember on the Bible reading challenge, I don't remember which year it was, but there was a lady who was a missionary in a Muslim context and she was kind of sharing. I don't remember if she was sharing her Bible reading with the gals who were unbelievers or if she was just, you know, in a relational context with them, but they had been talking about keeping your house clean and they had basically said like, wow, no, we have to keep our house clean for the sake of the law essentially. And she was trying to share with them, like, it's because of my joy in Christ that I'm Mm -hmm. overflowing and I want to do this. Right. So, I mean, I think if our calling as women is to give life to others and I think recognizing that your family members are creatures that actually like comfort and warmth and cleanliness, um, I don't. I mean, I think it's a way to show them love. So yeah, if you're doing it out of laziness, then Mm -hmm. absolutely that is sin. (laughs) Yeah. And I think my thought in it is if we're viewing the home is as a way to love our family Mm -hmm. and, and if it is becoming a lower priority than other things, because most of the time I feel like if a house is just completely out of control and I'm not talking about like messes, that's not what I'm talking about at all. Because obviously if you have people in your home, then there's yeah. messes. Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying like if, if the home never gets your thought or um, your energy or just the desire to beautify in some way mm-hmm. or 
you know, I'm just going to say it to like clean, then <laughs> I feel like, and then I feel like there are other things that are taking your energy and time yeah. and focus that shouldn't be. Yeah. Whether that be, you know, your phone or whatever it is, mm-hmm. like just see it as a way to love your family and a way to love them is to have clean sheets on their bed. And yeah dishes that are in the dishwasher or washed and put away, you know? Yeah. And I think too, that like, ask your husband what he values most. Yes. I yes. know he would rather me be in a good mood when he gets home, than the yes. whole house is cleaned and dinner's on the table. Mm-hmm. But I have also asked him at times like, okay, so which rooms would you like me to emphasize staying more tidy and more organized? And, mm-hmm. um, just so you know where to really put your time and energy yeah. so that, yeah. yeah. So they do feel loved. <laughs> yes. Um, my husband is like serious about the dishes, which I am. T- oh, I don't okay. know why. I, it's always, <laughs> it's always like came fairly natural to me. So I'm, it's easy for me to be like, yes, everyone should keep their house super clean because I am weird and like cleaning. I like to get new cleaning supplies. Like I just, <laughs> I like that kind of stuff. So, um, but anyways, my husband, whenever we first got married, he lived with three other guys they all rented from him um a trailer that he owned and wait a minute two other guys him and two other guys so three guys total um living in a 1973 trailer so you can imagine (laughs) the gross that that was because he is not a super tidy person some men are praise be to god if your husband is but um (laughs) he has like i don't know what it is but uh, he has really changed over the past 10 years of marriage because now when he comes in, he's like, Oh, I got to do these dishes. These dishes are getting way too hot. Like <laughs> so that is funny. his thing. The dishes. Some, I know the what's Brian's thing. What's he went super clean. Oh gosh. I don't, I don't know necessarily if there's things that he likes that are super clean. I just mm-hmm. always try and have an early dinner done. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So like <laughs> he texted me the other day and he said, home and hungry by five. (laughs) And so I kind of knew like, okay, I I need to wrap up my errands that are out that we're doing out of the house right now so I can get home and make sure dinner is hot and ready by five. (laughs) Yeah. We eat really early too, but we go to bed really early. So I think like 4.30 or five and we are eating supper. Which makes me feel better. No, no, we go to, yeah, we go to bed really early. Well, Jared gets up super early. He gets up at like 3.30, two days a week and four o'clock the rest of the week. So, you know, I need to ask Brian that question just because, I mean, he's, he's honestly, he has never, ever made me feel like I'm failing at home ever, 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 ever. He's very, um, he's just very generous and understanding, but he probably wouldn't tell me either <laughs> yeah necessarily but I just I remember when we did like a what did we do what do we call it it was from Tish Oxenrider's book simplified was it simplified home I can't remember she has like an organization book but she helps you write a family mission statement which then informs how you organize your home okay. and so I just remember from that we've referenced that several times over the years he just told me like your number one priority at home is godliness and joyfulness over everything else. So, and part of it too is I also am pretty structured with my cleaning routines and 
probably lean towards sinning in my cleaning, if that right. makes sense. Right. So, I know what you mean. Not getting um, that done. So you're, yeah. Yeah. Feeling bad about yourself. Do you have a cleaning schedule? I know some people do cleaning schedules. I do have a cleaning schedule. And part of why you is have it. note cards for your cleaning. <laughs> I actually, okay. So I tried that whole fly lady system and that was, wow, way, way, way more involved for me. Okay. But I haven't even heard when, of that one. Okay, you'll you should check it out for sure. Okay. I don't know if she's Fly going, lady. I don't remember. I'm Fly lady. Yeah. Um, when Ari was born, I was I think I had quit working like a week or two before he was born. And I just didn't know how to use my time at home very well. Like our house was always clean, but I was always cleaning. And so when Brian walked home in the door from work, I would I felt like I had to give him like the list of things that I did during that day. And I had a friend, um, if she ever listens to this, Stacy bear, the most helpful thing she ever told me. And I still do it to this day. I've tried other systems and they just don't work for me. She just said, why don't you just pick one task a day and rotate it? That way you feel like you got your job done and you can move on to being with the kids or errands outside the house. Mm -hmm. So I do, I have a really basic schedule so like, like today I'm going to do bathrooms or something like that? Correct. Yeah. Correct. I don't like get, or... I do more of my deep cleaning as it's needed and I see yeah. that it's needed. Um, mm. But I, the one thing that I've done is I've changed what I clean when based around our hospitality schedule over the yeah. years, and which has been very helpful. That's another thing I was going to say. If you are being hospitable, then the notion is there that your house will be clean-ish. Correct. You know, I'm not yep. saying you got to like freak out about your house before your company comes over. But yeah. the notion is there that your house would be presentable if you're going to um, be hospitable. Yeah. I'm, I'm more of a like always cleaning cleaner. Like, not okay. cleaning, but like always picking up. Like I feel like I'm oh, yeah. Yeah. just always picking up. So our house, like it, it, if people were to drop in at any given moment, our house would probably never be like dirty. But it would be messy. Messy? Okay, yeah. Okay, right. there, <laughs> that makes like, me there feel would better. <laughs> be, there would be projects out, you know? Oh, yes, yes, um, yes. <laughs> there would be either school out or kinetic sand and monster trucks out or, you know, whatever we're doing at that moment, um, which kinetic sand is kind of terrible. <laughs> Have you guys ever done kinetic sand? Oh, yeah. We're all for those sort of yeah. sensory type projects, yeah. but it also, I have to do a lot of praying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ransom today got the kinetic sand. I was like, I'm going to do kinetic sand. I was like, okay, cool. And then afterwards I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. This is why I hate kinetic sand. Because we have real hardwood floors that like, you know, swell uh, and shrink with the temperature and it like oh got yeah down, so like kinetic sand is all down in the gaps of our hardwood floor so good times but um <laughs> but yeah I am one of those kind of cleaners where I'm just kind of like I tidy up a lot and then I like hit things when needed and uh, I feel like for me I love smell good smelling good cleaning products that is really motivating to me it's like people who want to work out and they like go buy new workout clothes like for me. I just love them. That's like, funny. Do you ever have you ever got the Miss Myers? Um, I saw in your your well, actually it was a picture Jared posted of you today. I oh. don't. I use Norwex for most things, so I don't have cleaning oh, supplies okay. really. I, d- I do have a Norwex couple Norwex cloths, but I did love their new fall scents. So that I did so buy like my first bottle of soap in a year, probably yeah. because. I loved it so much, but I actually really like the Zoom cleaning products. Zoom. Z-U-M. 
Okay. Never heard of that before. So, yeah. I don't remember how I found those originally, but I like their frankincense and myrrh. It's really – but it's oh, kind of expensive. Maybe I have heard of that. Is it like the Zoom with, like, the two dots above the U? Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I think I have heard of those before. Um, but the Norwex stuff, you don't use a cleaner with that, right? Like, it just has magic silver in it or something that, like, <laughs> cleans things, right? Yes. Okay. And I was highly skeptical of it, but I have a friend who – probably is going to listen to this and laugh. Um, she like tests everything. She's way smarter when it comes to like medical science type stuff than okay. me. But her son, my, my oldest has had severe asthma for a few years and her oldest also has severe asthma. And I was kind of like, she always has a really good job. She does a great job of keeping your house clean. And um, she tests all of her services after using them and they always like it's they always hold up to what they say i think it's a ph balance i don't really remember she's even done like the whole raw chicken test and stuff Mm. so she basically like converted me in this last year specifically because i wanted the kids were like helping me clean but then they would just spill expensive stuff everywhere yeah and i just didn't it was it was really expensive for me to like train them in chores so norwex has really really helped me cool just be confident they're actually cleaning. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So do you mop with a Norwex? Yeah. Okay. I know you hate mopping. <laughs> Lexi and my I, mopping problems. I just recently sent Lexi a picture of my like huge blister on my hand that had popped from mopping. I'm like, yep, this is why mopping is terrible. But I have I have recently started mopping with like the boiling water. I think oh. I told you about this learning how to mop oh, wow. the real way. So, yeah. yeah. So you're, is it like a dry mop situation? Um, well, it has that. I don't use that though. We do more, we vacuum first instead, okay. but, um, it's like a wet microfiber that has yeah. the, the backlock silver in it. Okay. And she's tested that too That's with so her cool. f- fancy little strips to make sure it gets clean. So, and I don't awesome. actually, for the most this is, part, this is I don't kind of do selling me on Norwex. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, didn't do it for years. Actually, my mother-in-law got me, I think she got me like a set of li- like one or two of their little ones mm-hmm. when we I first got married. I have the glass cleaning one. And it okay, worked really yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. She got me the glass cleaning one and then their universal cloth. And I've, I have used those consistently for years with just vinegar and water, but I never got into all the other stuff and I'm slowly converting into a Norwex home. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know so. if I could do it because I like, I like the clean smell. Uh, I understand that. I do still, especially with my Zoom, I will buy it because it only comes out around Christmas, mm-hmm. but I'm only buying it around Christmas time and I just kind of spread it out or I save it for like, you know, I don't know. I like my sheets to smell that way. So I'll, yeah. I'll save the laundry detergent and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. That's cool. That was a huge uh, side note, but I love talking about house stuff. <laughs> um, Titus too calls the wife, the manager of the home. So I love that. Just thinking about being a manager of the home and seeing it as an important thing to be managed. Uh, Okay. And then our um, last thing, our outward overflow ministry. So uh, under this is like, for me, who are you discipling and who is discipling you? Well, that's a good way to put it. So um, sometimes that's just my children and my husband discipling me. Um, and other times it has been other women that God has brought into my life. I had a really awesome season of 
<laughs> Sorry, just so you know what's happening. Ira. <laughs> Lexi just showed me showed me Ira playing with an umbrella. <laughs> um, Sorry. So yeah, for there has been a season in my life that God brought a really awesome woman into my life, Cindy Baker. She was mm. wonderful, who discipled me, and she was so great. And she's I talk about her past tense not because she passed away, but because she moved. <laughs> which basically is the same thing because she's mm. away from me. Um, but we do text occasionally. Yeah, she was just an awesome lady that would pray for me and check on me. And um, and even I, um, I talk about her or I talked about her in the episode about Sunday mornings where she um, – actually, no, I don't think I talked about her, but I was thought about it. But she would check on me on Sunday mornings because she knew that I was struggling with trying to mm. get some to sit in the service. And she just had an eye on eye, an eye on me mm-hmm. mornings to, like, make sure me and the kids were doing okay. And um, she's just awesome. So people like that are a gift. And when God yeah. gives those people, it is such a blessing. Um, and then also the women that – God brings into my life that I feel um, the leading of the Holy Spirit to be pouring into if if my margins mm-hmm. allow. And uh, this is like the Titus 2 training younger women. So sometimes that means older women training me and sometimes that means uh, younger women. I feel like God gives me opportunity to speak into their lives. So that is my like fifth vocation, um, my overflow ministry. What about you? Um. Let's see. So I have, I have six actually. So I have right, teacher, teacher. Mm-hmm. comes before church member for me, just because that takes so much of my time. Okay. So teacher is, I am prepared, godly, patient, and engaging as a teacher. And then I have my goals is that I try to review content beforehand and that I would correct my attitude when I'm not acting in a way I want my students to imitate. Because I know Amen. they will grow to be yeah. more like their teacher. Oh my goodness, that's so good. Oh my gosh, how often am I like <laughs> disciplining my sons for saying something that I say or having an Correct. attitude that I say <laughs> or attitude that oh, I have? I wonder any. where you learned that. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's actually exactly how I say that. <laughs> so, so and then my other one is church member, and it says, I am an active, thoughtful, faithful church member. And then I put underneath it is that I would be willing to be faithful in the long term, even when nobody else sees the value of the work mm-hmm. for the sake yeah. of culture growth and kingdom building. And that I would notice ways to serve my friends and house church members specifically. So I don't have like any systematic way of meeting and being friends with all the new people at church. We've mm-hmm. just over the years really focused on pouring into the friendships in our house church. So when I'm looking for ways to serve other people, if I see food needs or childcare needs in my house church, that's usually where I'm serving more often than in other places in the church. So, yeah, that's awesome. Cool. I like it. So uh, my encouragement would be for you today, if you feel out of balance, perhaps take a look at your vocations and yep. see what amount of time you're putting where and pray that the God, that God would give you wisdom on what your top priorities are. And if you're putting more priorities into lesser, more time into lesser priorities, that he would help you to recalibrate and put your most time and effort into um, what he wants you to. Yeah. And I think too, just ask your husband, where does he want you spending your time? I mean, I remember the day Brian told me you need to work yourself out of a women's ministry job. (laughs) 
Mm -hmm. And so there might be stuff like that and just prepare your heart to be willing to hear that and just to see it as God's good boundaries for you. Yeah. If you're feeling super stressed out and overwhelmed, that's a pretty good sign that something isn't quite right. Um, you were given a certain amount of energy for each day and it's Mm -hmm. okay to not be, (laughs) I read a book, um, not like him, I think it was called, uh, by Jen Wilkin. And it's the attributes of God that we are not like, and we are not Mm. all sufficient. So, you know, there are lots of things in our life that whenever we are feeling that way, that we should take a look at ourselves and think, okay, in what ways am I trying to be like God? Yeah. I can never be. And to just take it as a sign to like step back and recalibrate and pray and ask the Lord for wisdom of like what areas to, you know, check. Yeah. Zach Eswine's book. Well, now it's called the imperfect pastor. I think that's the affordable edition. The unaffordable edition, if you want to spend over a thousand dollars is, um, sensing Jesus. So that one really helped me, but it was along the same idea as like, uh, submitting to your creatureliness and submitting to God's like, inexhaustible energy and (laughs) he doesn't have limits like we do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And when we're feeling those, it's like, okay, that's a, that's a reason to praise God because we remember, Mm -hmm. remember his divinity. And then um, also to take a step back and realize that we should stop trying to be like, like God in that sense, be like, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Any practical advice? No, I was just thinking though, like I've always been so thankful. There's just been multiple women over the years who have just reminded me, focus on the kids. They'll just remind Mm -hmm. me on a Sunday. And um, that's just always been very helpful because I think sometimes if you're a church member out there listening, tell your pastor's wife that because sometimes we do wonder what people expect of us. And it's not that Mm -hmm. like we should have our own, um, we should be courageous in and of ourselves to know what obedience looks like, but it is, it's just so kind to a pastor's wife to remind her, like, be home with your husband. Yeah. Be with your kids. They're only little once. We just need those reminders, especially when we're young yes. pastor's wives. So yeah, because I'm really grateful for our women yeah, refuge. Yeah. That is really cool because we do, yeah. we see the needs around us where yes. we're not blind to all the things that we could be doing. Just, trying the best to trust Jesus with all of them. And yeah, that's a good way to put it. We are not blind. We yeah. are not blind. We just have to have, cause there are, I mean, I've had, we had someone, I think it was when we had two kids. They were a couple newly married, no kids sat down with us and said, you know, the church is about 200 people. I think you guys should be able to have dinner with every family at least once a year. Totally <laughs> serious. And I was just not in, like, I wasn't, I wasn't dying or anything, but it was, I was just like, I felt like I was running a marathon. I had two yeah. little boys. It was just crazy. Yeah. And I just was like, oh my gosh, does everyone think that of right. us? Or we, Is everyone like, expecting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and mm. I mean, rest in the gospel, like we've talked about before, but yeah. um, also just seek out, seek out women who have realistic expectations yeah. for you as a mm-hmm. human. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So anyways, we chose not to take that advice. (laughs) I think that was wise. I think that was godly wisdom. (laughs) That, I mean, how, how would you, that's a lot. I don't even, I don't even know. I wanted to ask them that. I'm like, can you explain to me how that should happen? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, 
All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope that the Lord provides wisdom for you as you are looking at your vocations and that the Lord would bless you in your service to your family and to others. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. This show is a part of the ministry of the Shepherd's Crook. The Shepherd's Crook exists to remind pastors of Jesus through care, coaching, resources, and events. We have also started the Shepherd's Crook for Wives. Jordan and Lexi are contributing articles to the site, and you can find all the information at theshepherdscrook.co.